Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. I am Ron Kolak, your host. New England's own Van Helsink, and with me, of course, is the amazing blonde bombshell herself, Anne Carrigan. Well, good evening. Ooh, I'm amazing this week, huh? Why not? If I drink some more wine, I'll be even more amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I've been, uh, oh, and of course, I should introduce our guest, because uh, I want to bring him right on. I don't want to make him wait. You don't want to dilly-dally, huh? Because it's like, uh, dilly-dally! Yes. Dilly-dilly! Because it is like uh, midnight or something in Scotland, I think. If they have time in Scotland, I don't even know if they exist in Scotland. But anyways, uh, without further ado, a friend of the show and a friend of ours, yes. he is spiritualist medium Stephen Scott. Hi, guys. Hi, Stephen. Oh, he How looks, are you? He's talking about me being excited. Look at that. Oh, it's midnight there. Are you kidding me? Hi, guys. <laughs> What that would be hell? that would be my energy level too. No offense. Yeah. You're right. I just I'm heard you. Yawn. You just you caught me mid yawn right <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know the internet is is an amazing thing, right? Everybody. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It can it can hurt you so so bad, and yeah. it's well, it's really crazy. Uh, because you go on it, and, and especially people nowadays don't have a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, mm, patience to work with it. And, and they always punch something in, and something will come up, and then the next thing, you, you know, they, they think it's true. So uh, when I was posting the show, oh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet and Pararet. <laughs> when I was posting the show, I wanted to put uh, Stephen Scott's website on on the thing so i punch in stephen scott so what do i get some stephen scott from scotland arrested for stabbing someone stabbing a bunch of people and then i get another one for having underage sex with something there else is like oh holy crap if somebody was looking you up stephen man so you could be picked the wrong way yeah that's why i put the wk in there <laughs> is that a common name? Stephen Scott. Yes. I used to feel special, but not anymore. Apparently, <laughs> um, apparently, uh, you know, um, you know, I don't know. It certainly sounds like uh, criminals and sex offenders are now using <laughs> that name. So uh, I don't feel. I definitely don't feel special anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, you're special, all right. Also, I know. Um, what search engine were you using, Ron, to get those results? Just Stephen Scott. Right. Okay. I'll. I'll. I'll I will have to try that. Yeah. Google uh, it. I mean, I. I was amazed, Stephen. To be honest with you, it was like, and and you know, they were all all about the same age. But luckily, you're a little bit older. I, I, I should probably. These aren't the real Stephen Scott. It's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
That's right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's exactly what that says. So it's fake yeah, news. Fake it's news. fake news. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, all. Stephen, to direct people to your proper website, what is it? It is stephenwkscott.wordpress.com. Yeah, I know it's it, right. it's me. But uh, yeah, that was that was a shocker for me today. So anyway, what's, what's the WK? It's my two middle initials. And no, Ron, it doesn't mean what you're thinking. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> oh, you're psychic. That's right. I'm psychic. That's right. It's, there you go. It's, it's actually it's my two middle initials, my grandfather's first name, and my on my mum's side, and my grandfather's surname on my. Sorry, uh, my grandfather's Ooh, first name on my dad's side and the surname on my mother's side. Okay. Glad God we cleared that up. Yeah. I wanted to make sure there wasn't some hidden meaning to it. There's, oh, always, yeah. there's always a hidden meaning. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's not the one Ron was thinking of. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is because I'm not psychic, so I'm not going <laughs> oh, to be on the so for those who don't know, Stephen, uh, we've known Stephen, well, it seems like forever, Stephen, to be quite uh-huh. honest with you. Uh, and we had the pleasure of uh, meeting you a couple of years ago when you came over and, and you were, oh, there's Cal Cooper. Yep. Will you tell him not to Every call? time the show is on, Cal calls. Our show. Yes, every time. Does it calls. just tick us off? I can't believe this. That phone will be quiet all day long, but as soon as I get on the air, there you go. You need to put a pillow and, over it. What's that? Pillow. A pillow? Put a pillow over it. I'd like to shoot the stupid thing. Take it off the hook. <laughs> just unplug yeah. it. There's a solution. Yeah, anyway. I'd rather just, uh, I'd rather give Cal the, the publicity. Because oh, okay. <laughs> Cal, of course, wrote Telephone Calls from the Dead, which fits right in with the pizza from the dead we have at the end of the show and all of that. And we talk about dead people. So there you go. Actually. So anyways, I was talking about something before Cal interrupted. <sighs> yeah, Cal, yes, I had forgotten. <laughs> I, had, I had the pleasure to meet Stephen. We both did, actually, uh, a couple of years ago when he came over to do Spirit Course, which is the end of this month. September 28th and 29th and the 30th. And if you go to my website, anyghostproject.com, you can learn more about it. And um, Stephen uh, took part in, in a spare request. And, and actually, he did a – now, I never get this right. He did a spiritualist um, – Service? Service. Service, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. I had like two seconds, and then it went out the other window, and that was it. That was it. A service. Service, which, which you know, was really intriguing because one of the things and why I do what I do is I want to learn about things. And, and it's so easy just to criticize things and, and everything else and without really trying to understand them. And I was so lucky to be able to take part in this uh, spiritualist service. And, oh, no, I, even though I'm Catholic, it's not blasphemy, so get over it. Uh, but uh, it was, you know, it was really interesting because I've always heard about it. I've studied the spiritualists, you know, for years and years, but I never really knew what their services were like. And and Stephen was uh, very uh, nice to offer that us to us. So I thank you for that, Stephen. Yeah, it's, it, it still remains one of the highlights for me of that event because it was such a lovely, uh, it was such a lovely way to spend the morning 
to get everyone together uh, to sing some songs, you know, just bring everyone's energy together and then to deliver some messages from Spirit. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. I, I, I also remember you, you guys recorded that, didn't you? Yes. I thought you videoed I, that. I've never I've, seen that. I've never seen I, that video back. You know, I oh, have you know it. What? I don't think anyone has, uh, Stephen. Mm. <laughs> to be honest with you. I always record this stuff, and, and then we never do anything with it. I don't ever get a copy of it, so I have no idea what it looks like. But, you know, basically and honestly, I run around most of the time at uh, uh, Spirit Quest, and, and I never get to go to the presentations and stuff, and and I, I miss a lot of things. And I, I would really love to see some of this stuff sometimes, but uh, well, it, is what it is. Clearly, I will have to burn it for to a DVD for both of you. Yeah, that would be fabulous, actually. There uh, you although go. I would probably cringe uh, at it. Uh, you know, no. I, I don't like looking at myself. Well, well no. that's all right. I'll be, I'll be there, Stephen. Don't worry about it. I, yeah, I'll just stare at you, Ron. That'll be fine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I did a bang up job. I have them all on my computer, and I, I have blackmail on all of you, well, but I excellent. can make copies. <laughs> don't blackmail me. I, I'm a dangerous man. I call them. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, you are. You're very much dangerous. A serial stabber and a, a sex offender is like, wow, that's that's interesting. That's crazy, isn't it? Don't start those rumors. I, I am not. I, I started right off the show saying how bad the Internet was and, and that it reveals things like that. And, uh, you know, it's that's it's an important thing to do. I mean, I'm sure there is something out there, but who could do anything with Ronald Kolick? How many Ronald Kolicks are actually just, there are some Ronald Kolicks out there? Uh, which is interesting. So anyway, Stephen, uh, Steve Parsons and I were talking uh, yesterday on the international show, and and we were talking a lot about the early, uh, you know, uh, paranormal uh, researchers and how they were so much intrigued by the spiritualist movement in itself. I mean, people like uh, Tesla, um, Edison, uh, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Harry Houdini. I mean, great names from that time period. And, and uh, they were would spend a great deal of money. A lot of them did. And was, uh, My right. goodness, Scott, bless you. That wasn't me. That, that was St. Jan. <laughs> bless you, John. And she sneezes over there. <laughs> now, now, she's in the other room, so that tells you how loud she sneezed. <laughs> But anyways, so we were talking about that, Stephen, that that a great deal of time and money was spent by some very reputable scientists and and inventors and and, uh, industrialists into the spiritualist movement. And nowadays, we don't seem to have that same uh, appetite for it. Why do you think that has changed? Oh, well, you've you've really hit upon one of my bugbears, to be honest, which is that it's so easily accessible now. That uh, and I will probably upset some people by saying this, but I don't mind <clears throat> because it's. I think that there is so much out there that is just junk <laughs> spiritualism, and uh, people who provide poor level of service. There's so much psychic work out there, tarot work, all this, and I'm not decrying any of it. But there's so many people out there. You can you can pick up a phone book or go online or you know even just on your phone itself. You can you've got dial-in services, you've got online services, you've got people offering readings over 
you, you know, on telephone lines, on uh, internet connections, all this kind of thing. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. There is an absolute glut of it. So that uh, if you want a reading, you can go and have a reading done. If you want a specific type of reading, you can go and find that anywhere. It's no longer become something special. It's no longer become something different, which is why I'm, I'm so grateful that we still do have genuine spiritualist churches and spiritualist organisations that try and maintain the kind of core ethos of what spiritualism is about, which is to help prove the existence of life beyond life, not about uh, giving people a little bit of a fortune telling and telling them what they need to do to sort the problems in their life that they already know how to sort. They just don't want to do it. They want somebody else to take responsibility for telling them to do it. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things that uh, really comes forward. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of... We've swapped out curiosity now for um, cynicism and very often fear. Um, I'm not going to name anything here, but a prime example is why a lot of... Uh, paranormal ghost hunting shows now have stopped looking at ghosts and looking at spirits and it's all about demons, demons, demons. Because True. demons are fashionable right now. Right. Now, demons have always been fashionable depending <laughs> on what side of the fence you sat with regard to whether you were going up or down at the end of your life. But the bottom line is, they've always been there but for some reason now people want to hear about demons. It could be something completely different in a couple of years. There's no uh, constant and there's no coming together of that community. Now, back in the days of Conan Doyle, Houdini, Tesla, all them, back in the early rise of spiritualism, a lot of what you got was physical, spiritual, sorry, physical mediumship as well. Yes. And what we look at there is that physical mediumship, while some of it was faked, and I won't deny that anybody that says it wasn't faked and it's all real, quite literally needs to have their head examined. Because you had people regurgitating cheesecloth, uh, you had people, you know, f uh, copying one photograph over another and calling it a spirit photograph, all this kind of thing. There was a whole load of charlatans out there who kind of like today just wanted to make a quick buck. Right. But at the end of the day, all that does is you get so much uh, rubbish that gets created that the genuine stuff is in danger of being lost somewhere underneath it. Mm -hmm. No, everyone gets focused on all, I'll use the term crap, everyone gets focused on all the crap and they miss the genuine stuff that comes out underneath because very often when spirit work, they work in direct, immediate, but very subtle ways. You know, so that the, the people that really need to see it need to see it. And that's what's missing nowadays is that th those kind of diehard, genuine, dedicated people that are working them in the background in their own way there's very little of that. There's a couple of like, genuine organisations, but um, as I've heard Steve say, and as I'm sure you guys have as well, the first thing most ghost groups do is go and start a website and buy some T-shirts nice. to identify themselves. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the same thing can be said about a lot of mediums nowadays. The first thing they do is they want to go and get a gig over in Ireland, then they can call themselves an international medium. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> no, that's that, that that happens. I've seen people change Seriously? their website from Seriously. psychic medium to international psychic medium oh. literally overnight. Wow. Well, they crossed the border, so I guess that makes it. Uh, well, sure. right. Yeah, and it's very true. But um, that becomes more important. It's it's a, a lot of it's become about style over substance nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's and I think that's where the problem lies. Is how do you where do you start? If we brought, uh, let's put it this way, uh, Houdini 
if we could manifest them right now for real would have a an awful long list of people that he'd want to get through for trying to debunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's, that's, as I say, that's quite a kind of sticking point for me because I feel that the true uh, meaning of what spirit want for us is becoming lost in this mass of just so much stuff. There's so, too much stuff everywhere. Right. Too much. Every, it, no matter where you go, you can't just – nothing's simple anymore. <laughs> so, Stephen, uh, the spiritualist church – and it, it's it's rather a loose church, right? It's not really uh, – uh, no, maybe I'm wrong. Why don't you explain what the spiritualist church is? That's, that's the best way to do right. it, I think. Well, in, in the UK, the spiritualist church is a recognized religious organization, the same as the Church of Scotland and the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. It's a fully recognised organisation, uh, and it's a fully recognised religious body. So you, you have, for example, the the SNU, which I'm a part of, but I, I don't speak for them, obviously, is the Spiritualist National Union, and they are an umbrella organisation that bring together various spiritualist churches with an ethos and a methodology for promoting spiritualism in a positive light. Mm-hmm. The same as, you know... the. The Catholic churches are governed by the Vatican, which wants to put Christ, uh, Christianity out there, and Catholicism particularly in a positive light. Same as Church of Scotland, Church of England, these all want to do the same thing. Um, and essentially that's what the spiritualist churches are. However, in the UK, as I'm sure, I don't think you've got the same governing in the US, although you do have the things like the Spiritualist Nationalist Union International which uh, they didn't steal the idea from you with Ghost Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was in place before <laughs> GCI. Um, and uh, what that does is, is it offers overseas spiritualist churches a chance to combine themselves with a, a defined organisation that has its own, for example, rules for churches, rules for platform speaking, uh, standards for mediumship. It has all that there to try and promote it in as positive a way as possible and to distance themselves from some of the more uh, kind of out there methods of doing things. Now, right. that is a good thing and a bad thing because what it does is it gives you a set of rules and guidance on how to do the best job you can as a spiritualist organisation. However, a lot of people don't like that. They want the freedom to do their own thing, which is entirely fine if that's what you want to do so there's a lot of independent churches that aren't part of for example the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain the Spiritualist National Union uh, and they go independent literally known as local independent churches uh, and they do things their own way mm-hmm. but there's no guarantees when, when you walk into for example an SNU church you should know roughly what you're going to get you're going to get a service kind of like the one we did You'll have some starting prayers, you'll have a philosophy, you'll have um, some either hymns or songs to generate positive energy, you'll offer out absent healing thoughts, you'll have um, platform demonstrations of mediumship, mm-hmm. and you, you may even get some hands-on healing depending on the church and how they want to set that up. However, when you go to an independent church, they may not want a philosophy, they may just want platform mediumship. Mm-hmm. They may not uh, do any songs. They may want to play different types of music. And very often, 
some of the spiritualist church organisations within things like the SNU. Some of their hymn books are a little stuffy. They're from the kind of early 19... Uh, yeah, maybe the early to mid 1900s. So some of the songs are quite heavy. Uh -huh. And for a, a... Not heavy, just um, oh, drudgery kind of, you mm -hmm. know... <laughs> if, if, if I can make a quote, you know, joyfully we lock yeah. up, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. It just, you know, very like traditional church songs that just, instead of promoting a positive energy, they just kind of bring right. down a little thing. Oh, yeah, blah, 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 you a lot. That type of thing. Yeah. Whereas, um, so they don't get caught up in that, but there are more modern books and modern takes on music that's now promoted within some of the spiritualist churches. So, but what you get within the independent churches, you can do what you want. If you wanted to play Brian Adams, you could play Brian Adams. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want a bit of Led Zepp, you can play a bit of Led Zepp. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's entirely up to you. And okay. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I've been to some lovely independent churches, one in the east end of Glasgow, which is quite a rough area, that played um, uh, one of the Evanescence songs, um, Oh, I can't remember what one it was now. But it, it was a lovely ballad, mm -hmm. and that worked quite well. Um, on Father's Day, within our own church, for the contemplation, I played uh, Blackstone Cherries, Things My Father Said, for mm -hmm. the contemplation, which always makes me quite tearful. Oh. But it, it's, it's a kind of rock ballad. Right. You know, so we, there is a little bit of leeway, and what some of the churches, particularly when I'm in it, are wanting to do is to kind of bring it up a bit more, because you're not attracting the the younger generations, i.e. Mm -hmm. anyone under the age of 50 or some 55. Right. You know, which would still class as younger generation, I think. Uh, you tend to get people coming along, uh, which is, um, I'm sure they won't mind me saying, a dwindling reserve. You know, it's, a, it's got yeah. limited functionality when everyone in your church is over the age of 70. And, um, the younger churches do tend to get, the more independent churches can get younger people in because they don't like the stuffiness of the traditional churches. Right. So when we get down to that, that's kind of, that seems to be where it is. You have the more independent way of doing it and you have the, the more kind of um, uh, structural way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And certainly that rift seems to, get, seems to get bigger and bigger. As I said earlier, when you go into a, a a genuine spiritualist church that's part of an organisation, you can be guaranteed that you know what you're going to get. When you go into an, excuse me, an independent church, you've no idea what you're going to get. And the standards in some of the independent churches, you can say and do things that perhaps you might not be able to do in a spiritualist church, in an SNU church or an SAGB church. Uh, you, you don't get away. There's, there's more structure there to try and, Make sure that nobody gets upset, nobody says anything that's untoward, that it's a welcoming atmosphere, that uh, trying to minimise where cliques are formed, all this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, however, when you go to an independent church, and as I say, I've been to some fabulous independent churches that are better. They've got it. They've nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> and I've gone to somewhere I think, oh, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? And I don't know if I'm going to get out of here because I feel as though I'm being inducted into a cult. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You Never seen here. again. Never you just seen. hear the tip, 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 tip. It's, like a, blind, it's like a blind date where the date doesn't come back, right? Absolutely. None of that's ever happened to me. <laughs> like, like that guy out in California? Did you hear about that one? No. 
I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a gentleman out in California, and uh, what he would do is meet girls on a date app, and they would go to the most expensive restaurant, and then they would order expensive meals. Sometimes they'd get two entrees, and then uh, just as the meal is, is over, he would take a phone call. He said, oh, I have to take this and go outside and never come back. Oh, that's he, he did this to about 10 women. They they finally tracked him down and arrested him. And he could spend up to 16 years in jails for this for, for uh, fraud and embezzlement. Oh, embezzlement. Really? Yeah, really? because it's, it was deliberate. It's not like it was an accident. <laughs> My God. That's fine. So, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw that in there. But we, digress. Know, we digress. You know yeah. how my mind works. <laughs> so anyways, getting back to uh, how are these churches uh, financed, uh, Stephen? Well, very often they're financed through collection. It, it depends. Again, this is and this is where things can be either positive or negative. Within the organized churches, there are rules for the income of money, where it's held, how it's invested. Uh, I'm the secretary of my local church. Uh, in Kilmarnock. So we have rules for taking money in, treasury accounts, um, signing off on checks, all this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, this church is now 80 years old. It's been there that long. So it's it's got some funding behind it, and that funding then gets invested in, for example, this is where we get a bit kind of boring, invested in investment bonds and all that kind of thing. So that right, because we know bond. how tight the Scots are with their money, right? No, absolutely not. Quite the opposite. That is a myth, Ron, and I will challenge you to come over here. You have offended me, sir. You have offended me. No, it's, it's, it's actually not true. The Scots are not tight with their money. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Absolutely not. It's a myth. I have to decry that one. We are actually <laughs> the most generous nations on the planet. There's a few more listeners, evidently, from Scotland. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ron, you've just made a list. That, that Stephen Scott will track you down, the other one. There you oh. go. <laughs> but, uh, when it comes to independent churches, what can happen is that some of them will do the same. They'll build up a finance, they'll support the church, they'll go there. However, I've seen independent churches as well where sharing get paid for it the people who are taking the who are on the committee get paid for it mm-hmm. within an SNU church I, we don't get paid for it I maybe spend about 10 to 15 hours a week working for the church I don't oh, I bless do you. Charity. I don't get paid for that that's, that's, oh, that's just like great. ghost just like ghost chronicles excuse me <laughs> who doesn't get paid me oh 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 sorry yeah we, we all don't get paid that's right oh yeah mm-hmm. 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 That's right. But uh, and within the independent churches, uh, some of them do that, some of them don't. Some of them want to use it as a source of funding. Some of them want to do other things with it. Others invest it back into the local community. Same as we do. We have charitable nights. We invest money into the community. We, uh, have, you know, to invest, we have to invest a moment because we're at the tunes. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. Ah, oh, well, well, thanks a lot. Break. Anyways, you listen to Ghost Corner. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, the Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, 
I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Hi, Steve Parsons here looking for sea monsters in Tenby, West Wales. And I'll be over in New England looking for your sea monsters this coming fall. Join me, Ron Kolek, and a host of others at Spirit Quest 2018. We'll see you there. And we're back with Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this evening, Stephen Scott, all the way from Scotland. We're keeping him up all night, man. Yeah. There's nobody I'd rather have keeping me up all night than Anne and Ron. Aww. 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 Because he says the same thing when I have Steve in the show, too. Oh, well. When Anne's not here. I think he's lying about that show. I think he's just kissing up to you. <laughs> they threaten All me, right. and if I don't say it, if I don't say it, they threaten me. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, I won't beat him up, so you know. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, moving right along. Uh, let's see, Spiral Church. You were talking about uh, the funding and 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 how you volunteer your time and so forth. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's sorry, when you. Continue. Okay, it was just that uh, w- every single church does things completely differently when they're independent. As I say, I've been to some that, that are amazingly well run. Uh, you know, they're run by people who are, who perhaps work within a financial sector business or something, and they know how to run it. And they can run it as a business, or they can do it uh, as a source of funding, a source of community action, that type of thing. And then there's others who just run it uh, to make the money. That does mm-hmm. happen. Of so you've you got all extremes right across the board. People uh, like but, money. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it makes the world go around. <laughs> so the spiritualist church all goes back to uh, Swedenborgen, right? That was oh. it, it, Swedenborgen. Swedenborg. Huh? Emanuel Swe- Swedenborg. The Sweden, yeah. How about, how about the uh, Fox sisters? Yeah, but as an organized religion. Oh, as an organized religion. Okay, I get it. Well, that would it, be Swedenborg. Well, Swedenborg wasn't actually a spiritualist. Swedenborg took a lot of. I'm surprised Swedenborg didn't find himself on the wrong side of a a lynch mob at the time. <laughs> uh, because we're, we're going back several hundred years when we talk about Swedenborg, and uh, he was yeah. a man who claimed to be hearing the voices of two very distinct. Uh, entities and things like this you, 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 at the time and uh, to have epiphanies and to be able to speak with God uh, and uh, God That's giving a him thing. a message and to speak to the angels and this was quite he, he he wasn't a man of the cloth, he wasn't a religious man in any way shape or form really so he was, he was really putting his head in a big noose by doing <laughs> that because he was basically saying you know God talks to me and I'm pretty cool and says I'm groovy and this is what's happening when you die and your spirit doesn't, you know, your spirit lives on and it it goes through all these different phases and uh, it's quite wild, some of his stuff. Um, 
But and doesn't that play into uh, the spiritualist kind of church? Like, uh, we have a Swedenborgian church in East Bridgewater. Oh, yes. Um, and I thought that that was where that kind of all, it all played into it. No? I think, yes. No, you're not wrong, Anne. I, I, I think you, okay. you can trace a lot of early, um, I mean, the concept of spiritualism goes way back to the dawn of time where people are communicating with the entities and the spirits of even the land and the people and the the animals round about them. Mm-hmm. Spiritualism goes back as far as early shamanism. It's it's all grounded in the same kind of things that there is a there, there, there is a supportive entity that exists out with your body beyond death that can be communicated with, and whether that's part of the world around you or whatever. Swedenborg was one of the the main names that comes up, uh, particularly because he ties very much into some of the later uh, development of one of the great spiritualist pioneers who, was, who in fact, was communicating with him as well uh, in much later days. And the, the concept, I've, I've not studied a lot of Swedenborg because it is, I've got a couple of his books, but it mm-hmm. is a little bit, it's a little bit kind of, whoa. Okay. It's heavy stuff, yeah, right? How much acid were you on? <laughs> you <wrote laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, dude. You know, it's like, if Swedenborg hadn't written that, he would have probably written Yellow Submarine. It's that, <laughs> I'm talking about that level of acid trip. And um, it's just, it's right. I mentioned Led Zepp early on. You know, Swedenborg would have listened to Led Zepp and came Absolutely. up with the context. We're talking Absolutely. about that level of weirdness. Uh, so I'm, I'm in no way uh, an, an expert or a studier of Swedenborg. But the, the concept is basically the same, that you communicate with a higher power. And that higher power allows spirit to communicate with you. It's the same principle and theories. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that is a good answer my, to my question. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, as a comparison between the actual church itself, the actual physical church versus spiritualism, which, as Stephen said, it goes back to the beginning of time. I mean, you know, we have like, you know, the temples of... Delphi, where they they connected with spirit and foresee the future, versus you know Bible, where you know angels visited man and and there were divine messages and and so forth. So there's always been some type of uh, physical communication or, or mental communication between the uh, non-corporal world and the corporal world. I've just looked, actually, uh, just before you were talking on, uh, the Swedenborgian Church of North America is a Christian church itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that's actually anything to do with... It, it's, it talks about... Uh, I'm just looking at it just now. Uh, it seems to be more a Christian-based organisation than a spiritualist-based organisation, but it still takes the, the writings of Swedenborg mm-hmm. at face value because Swedenborg also wrote a lot about... Uh, you know, I'm just looking here. Uh, true Christianity, for example, he was a Christian, mm-hmm. so it's it's quite a different. Uh, it's it's quite different from the 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 concepts are still there that that tie into it, and I, we still look at Swedenborg as one of the the first kind of breakaways from standard 
Christianity to modern spiritualism as mm -hmm. it started to develop over the next hundred years. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. But uh, yeah, so it's because I'm trying to remember the date. I'm trying to remember when he, he died. I think it was in 1780s or something like that. I, no, it may be before that. It could be 1740s. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to cheat by looking online and pretending I'm all wise. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> worry about it that's fine that's fine but um i know that i've been i went to a service it was actually a funeral service at this particular church and i i found that there were similarities between uh, you know like a, a catholic or a christian church but in other aspects that they talked about spirit a lot and i just really i liked i liked what they had to say Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. as someone who is a Catholic, a lifelong Catholic, and, and you know, you, you grow up and you, you, you do everything by rote, and yes, yes. Uh, it just comes out of your mouth. You don't even think about it. And, um, and, of course, then you go back to church later, and they've changed all the rules, and you don't say anything right. But um, <laughs> I just, I don't know, I just liked it. I, mm -hmm. I liked the the feeling that I had at this, uh, this church, mm -hmm. this church, that's all that I'm saying, you know? Yeah, this, it, it's intriguing. Uh, every, every church brings its own thing. I mean, I, I love, absolutely love the Baptists and their, their gospel singing. To me, that is the most beautiful thing in the world. And it's so upbringing, up, you know, upbeat and, and you know, Uplifting. spiritless. You know, that's the cool thing. And, uh, you know, so every, every religion has their own uh, little niche, which is, is it's, you know, if it's for you or it's not for you, that's, I guess, mm -hmm. why. Some people are Catholic, some people are spiritualists, some people are Protestant, some people are Baptist, mm -hmm. some people don't believe in God at all because they don't know any better. That's something. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's, it's the, what we have nowadays is a wonderful thing. It's the freedom to even choose your own religion. It might not make you popular with certain people, oh, yeah. family, <laughs> but it's the freedom to be able to choose your own religion. And that's only because of how the world has been constructed round about us. It doesn't matter what you want your religion to be. You're more than capable of going out to do that. You know, certainly within Western society, uh, I know there's countries in the world where you are going to be a certain religion regardless of what's happened. You know, this is how you're brought up. But uh, And I'm sure that happens elsewhere as, as well. I mean, when I grew up, uh, the spiritualist organisation was still hiding in dark hollows and running between buildings at night and it was you know i, I remember from my, my mother first heard that i was going to a spiritualist church when she heard i was getting married we're only talking 10 years ago uh when uh my mother heard that i was getting married in a spiritualist church she made this funny thing with her hands my wife was there barry's listening to the show tonight by the way and um she went oh spooky ghosties Ooh, and she waved her hands <laughs> in the air this was only 10 years ago because my mother was brought up pretty much Church of Scotland. And if you went to a spiritualist church, you know, she was a bit more open-minded than that. But you were talking to dead things and you were probably, you know, closet <laughs> devil worshipper or something like that. You know, you just, I don't know what was going through my mother's head at the time. But she went to the church service. It was run by, uh, it was taken by our church celebrant, Chris, and he's a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, and uh, it was a lovely service. 
And I can tell you some, some strange things that happened during our wedding, other than the fact oh. that both Vary and I turned up. Um, <laughs> was that we tell had, us, tell us. We, we want to know. batteries die in cameras. There's hardly any photographs of the day mm-hmm. because all the batteries died. The music oh, no. didn't play. The, the CD, which was playing perfectly fine, as soon as the service started, started jumping and skipping songs and going on to one particular song. Oh. Uh, there was some strange things happened, but for me that was just the energy and the build up of all the family and spirit coming round. Oh, you know, they fine. didn't mean to do it; they were just kind of interfering. But it, it was really interesting. The, the whole thing is that there's hardly any photographs on the day because everyone's cameras died, their phones didn't take photographs properly, things got blurred. Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because nobody likes wedding. I hate wedding photographs. The concept of it fills me with horror. Uh-huh. Um, so no, that but that's that's a true story. Is that there's, there's hardly any evidence of the day at all. Hmm, that's that's interesting. That's kind of strange. So we have no wedding pictures. We have a couple, but I uh, so. yeah, no, just a couple. Quite literally, I'm talking about maybe six or seven. Wow. Uh, I'm <clears> talking, about, and also there were it was a quiet service, so there were maybe about 15, 16 people there. It was all just close family and very close friends, mm-hmm. but absolutely everyone couldn't get a photograph. Not That's one person could get a photograph. Really? So, so you were in the league with Satan then? <laughs> <laughs> Practicing my evil laugh. <laughs> yeah. so I should have, have known you... when he came in and I was holding a cat in my lap, stroking it. <laughs> I've come to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> have you always... So when did you become a spiritualist? I don't know. Um, I think... I got. I used to think it was all hokum. Uh huh. I believed in uh, that we had the ability to be psychically active. As I grew up, I became aware of that. That I was quite intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that I'm aware of. You, you know, dead people. You know, I'm, I'm not sitting there wrapped up. I see dead people in, in my bed and things like that. You know, but I was aware that I was quite intuitive and aware of the world round about me, and it was quite switched on to small changes in the environment round about me, uh, and. But it was my wife that dragged me to a, a medium uh, who was, oh, what was her name again? Her name was, um, oh, no, I can't remember her name. Yeah, it's called What's the name. Shout it at me because there's a, like, a six-second lag. And um, it was Margaret something. Margaret Nicholson was her name. And okay. uh, she, was a, she was a fabulous, fabulous medium based in air in Scotland and I went along and I thought this is all rubbish and recorded it and you literally walked into her house her husband you sat out in the hallway her husband would walk past you and look at you like you know kind of hmm you know in his his underwear Scotsman yeah he would go and watch some kind of daytime telly I don't know days of our lives or something (laughs) I'm not not joking and then you would hear voices from the kitchen and yeah. she would literally sit and talk and yeah. she would talk to you and talk to the person beside you. Yeah, I'm coming to that. I'm just coming to that. Give me a minute. Don't be so impatient. Things like mm. that. Yeah, I'm just about to say that. And she was very theatrical, but she <laughs> had a wonderful manner. And Vanny dragged me out to this and I got these messages. Yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, blah, blah. And then that was fine. Then again, about maybe six, seven, eight months later, she wanted to go back for a, for a second reading, so I get dragged along again. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, here we go, you know. So that's, that's <laughs> again. And um, 
and I get pulled into the room and I sat down and she and kind of like the first reading she gave me she says oh you're very intuitive blah 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 there's there's lots of animals around you and I'm like oh, yeah yeah because we've all got animals we're all intuitive you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then she says there's four dogs here now I just had my dog put down the week before Aww. last time I was there six months previous she told me I had three dogs mm-hmm. oh and I thought okay. Exactly. That's the. That's what I made. That's when I sat up and thought, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> and then I actually started listening to her, which was quite a skill in itself. <laughs> uh, and she started telling, and she says, "I normally to anyone, but uh, you're extremely switched on with this, and you might want to think about doing something with it." Wow. So I went to see my local spiritualist church in Kilmarnock, and they went. Mm, nah, go away. <laughs> Basically. Oh no! Yeah, they did at the time. They, they threw you out. They I was out. sent away. Uh, they weren't interested. I said, "Listen, I've been to see someone," uh, and they said, "Well, here's how you shut it down." And I got a very cold reception back in the day. Wow! Mm-hmm. But, but I... oh. hello. Uh, we lost Steve. Did we lose him. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed going. Uh, oh, I Steve, we're losing you. Oh, you still there? Yep, yeah, we, we hear we you lost now. lost you for a few seconds. We, yeah. No problem. So uh, I continued to go. It was probably stuck under my beard, uh, the speaker, <laughs> <laughs> the microphone. And uh, eventually I kind of wore things down, kept going along, made myself there. You know, I did things for the church. I would help out with the cleaning rotors, all this kind of thing. And uh, eventually I started to enjoy, really enjoy going, so much so that developing became secondary to the point where when it stopped being secondary I actually started to develop more and then because I was enjoying the experience and then one day I just they had an open circle I went along and didn't look back from that and that was 18 19 years ago now nearly I think must be nearly 20 years since we went to see Margaret Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all just you know, I can't get away from it now, even when I want to. Right. <laughs> right. It's there. So, anyways, I want to get back to uh, our earlier conversation when we were talking about the early spirituals, and you mentioned physical mediumship. As yes. you know, Stephen, I've been conducting these uh, red light seances for almost four years now. And the goal, of course, is to, uh, you know, investigate physical mediumship. And... One of the things we we are experimenting with is the music that we play during these seances, and mm-hmm. and we've we've realized that there seems to be a correlation between the music and the types and amount of activity that we have. Have you ever witnessed things like that? Yes, and it's it's why uh, if if we can tie this into what we talked about earlier at the divine service that we ran at Spirit Quest. Uh, we played music because the music changes the vibration in the room. Mm-hmm. Literally, the music builds into the room, bounces off the walls, bounces through the people that's there, and it changes the vibration. The same as listening to certain types of songs can produce emotional reactions or memories or or just change how you feel. You know, whether it's a feel-good song or a sad song, uh, and that music starts to become quite crucial 
it's also why we sing songs in the churches as well, is to get that vibration coming through. Now, all communication happens through vibration, one type of another. It's either a change in energy or a change in state or a change in vibrational pattern, whether that's through vocal or psychic or some sort of other exchange. That's how you can look at someone and from their eyes you can you maybe pick up an emotion from them. What we what that is is it's it's like a psychic vibration. So yeah, the music is absolutely crucial, depending on what you want to do. And it would be interesting if you were noting down the results you got with the different types of music. Oh, we I do. We do. We, fab- we, yeah, that would be fabulous. We, we you know, we, we record every session. Every session is recorded from two or three cameras, uh, infrared cameras, because it's, you know, it's accurate and thing. And we also uh, audio record it as well. So we do have those um, recorded recordings. I have to do tell you a, a funny uh uh, episode we had last uh, seance in that I, I put on some really strange music. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I, dig, I dig this music up on uh, YouTube. So anyways, uh, and, and believe it or not, it was kind of like creepy music, but the activity was really strong that night and, and different. Uh, it was definitely different. But uh, it was one point in the night and uh there was a, a spirit that was coming through and and he he was here and he showed himself but he wasn't giving us a message and anything so finally i was getting a little impatient can you imagine me impatient no <laughs> no way <laughs> so I, I i said to him i said finally i said if you've got anything to say say it now and then a voice came through the computer and says you don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> okay only voice the entire night on that entire oh soundtrack that we put up goodness. and it came through you um, don't want to know don't want to know <laughs> direct yeah i mean just not like it wasn't you know seconds it was as soon as i answered the posed the question the answer came right back loud mm. and clear wow that's amazing yeah so that's, that's wow. really amazing. what would be even more amazing is the reaction from everyone else yeah we all laugh <laughs> yeah, that that probably got a good reaction. Actually, yeah. 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 I mean, th- that's the other thing. A lot of people uh, don't understand, but you know, laughter is is is, is good. I mean, we we do these red light seances, but we do you know we we uh, we do joke around a little bit. I mean, let's face it, you're not like getting spirits coming through every second that are strong. That, that right. there are switches sometimes when you get from one spirit to another, and. So, you know, there is some levity in it. And, uh, you know, we laugh. And if people are watching it, they say, you know, you're not taking this seriously. Well, that's not exactly true. Laughter is an important part of what we do because it it raises the vibration and allows it to allows you to um, bring yourself up and bring spirit to the same level. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when, whenever you communicate, you have to get your vibrational level up, and laughter is a wonderful way to do that. And if, if we think about it from a spirit concept as well, if you're some spirit roaming about and you're like, oh, there's a couple of seances on, will we go to Jimmy's? No, they're all depressed. Look, Ron's looks like fun. Let's go to Ron's. Ron's having a house party. <laughs> Ron's got an empty and he's having a house party. Let's do this. You know, so you're more likely to get spirit turning up to somewhere that has a positive, happy, light-hearted environment because what I tend what I think tends to happen is people want to force it 
They want to force the issue. So mm. they start to get aggressive. And all that does is spark off your own negative psyche. So you get negative things happening. You, you know, when you start threatening, you know, right. spirit. Right. Are you threatening spirit or are you threatening yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's face it. And I tend to find that the majority of people who live in a negative environment encourage negative reaction. Mm-hmm. And likewise from spirit, if you want a positive environment, have a positive environment. You know, if you, sorry, if you want a positive reaction, have a positive environment. Work from a positive place. And whether that's laughter or joviality or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, something, it just takes that one thing to break the ice on the evening and start everyone laughing. Then all of a sudden, everyone's more relaxed, they're more open, everyone's getting on, and the, the energy flows better. Mm-hmm. You know, negativity tends to restrict. The positivity tends to help keep it creative. Right. Absolutely. The difficult thing about the physical seance is that when you do have a medium and the the spirit is connecting and they want to go through the the medium because it's like really easy and you just try to make them work to, you know, do the physical mediumship rather than just mental mediumship. I mean, we we balance the two, but Mm -hmm. we try to get spirit to work with us. And and we, we tell them that it's not, you know. It's not that we don't want to hear what you're saying, but we, we ask you to work with us in, in, in physical mediumship rather than mental mediumship. Absolutely. Yep. Don't be lazy. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, sometimes you also can get physical mediumship when you least expect it. I underwent a physical mediumship transfiguration during oh, a, cool. a charity night while I was meditating. And it was... It was Vary that saw it because she was watching me and she was up the back and she's watching me and I'm up the front. I was taking a break and the person that I was working with, John, he was up doing his bit. He was doing his gallery moment uh, for a couple of readings. And I'm sitting and I just felt myself drift away. To be honest, I was tired. I, was, I thought I was falling asleep, but I think I went into a little bit of a trance without meaning to. And Vary said my face changed. I, I actually became my mother. Oh. Which oh, wow. was probably my mum coming forward because she would have been in the energy around about me. Mm-hmm. You know, probably with hands on the air going, ooh, spooky, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, because that's exactly what she would have done. But, yeah, my face just changed and became the spitting image of my mother. So sometimes the physical mediumship happens when you least expect it. Oh, unfortunately, that's the uh, pizza from the uh, dead is here. That's the doorbell. Wow. So uh, before we go on, I do want to mention a program note uh, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. I will be on Marla Brooks's Stir in the Quadrant at... Uh, um, on Pararex Radio, uh, that's nine o'clock tomorrow. Myler, uh on Myler's show, so uh, tune in if you got nothing else better to do. And uh, there you go. One of the quick uh, comments, and then we'll we'll say goodbye to you, Stephen. Is that when we do this this uh, seances and so forth, and there are different types of mediums. Some that can that can see, and some that can hear, some so forth. And I have this. Uh, unusual uh uh i guess you call talent but i can always tell when older spirits came in old people spirits uh, when they appear to themselves because i can smell them so i I, i'll be sitting (laughs) sitting sometime and i say i smell old people oh my god (laughs) (laughs) like hocus pocus i smell children i smell children i smell old people okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we, we want to thank uh, Stephen oh, Scott yeah. for joining us yeah, tonight. Thank, uh, thank you, you so guys. much, Stephen. <laughs> and once again, can you give out your website? It's stephenwkscott.wordpress.com. Uh, 
Right. And and Steve, anything else you want to add before we say goodnight to you? No, not at all. Just a, a pleasure speaking to you guys. I hope you have a wonderful Spirit Quest. And if anyone can get to it, get to it, because it is a, an amazing event. Oh, thank you. Jim's we club. miss you. It's so good to hear your voice. Well, uh, we'll, get, we'll get him over here again sometime. I hope so. Uh, don't threaten me. I'm a dangerous man in the internet. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. I sent you those links. So take a look at them. Oh, good. Okay, I'll have a look. I'll have I a look. I'm messaging to you. Thanks so for that. Thank for listening. And, and remember, tune in tomorrow night when I'll be on Marla Brookster and the Quadrum on uh, Pararex. So until then, uh, good night and God bless. Check out the website, anyghostproject.com. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night, Stephen Avari. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.